0: Oh. Can't wait to get on the road again. It's it's oh. the life I love is making music with my friends.
1: I learned so much about you, though. Uh,
0: on the road, on the road, aye. The, like that,
1: I drive like an old man. Well, I, mean, I knew that. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> I was very aware of that. But you are an old man, so so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. What I, I the COVID lockdown? Like, our listeners will know at this stage. We're in Australia, so the lockdown was fairly intense but uh, by no means i'd think as intense as, as other parts of the world and it, it forced us into reevaluating how we would do interviews for that for that patch and it's really it opened up some brilliant um, doors for us and we've kind of we're feeling confident we can start extending what we do and really it it are less limited to you know who's in town and can we get a babysitter for six hours while we do a one-hour interview? And yeah. essentially, that's what—that's our podcast, equation. Yeah, that's what our equation has been up to this point for the first year has
0: been, uh, okay, um how long can we get away for yeah. to do? So mm-hmm. when
1: we knew actually the, today's guest, Martin Stoughton, we were supposed to be catching up with him week one of lockdown in Australia it was pretty much when. Everyone's sphincter tightened for the first time. Uh oh, this is actually a, a big deal. And we we said, nah, let's uh, let's go along with the protocol, I'm social distance. We shouldn't do things face to face. We hadn't sorted any of our online gear at this stage at all. So, roll back. Now it's been like an extra ten weeks, and we had a chance to sit there watching And in, initially, I'll be honest, like for me, the laziness button kicked in. I'm like, geez, the, the commute to the back shed. Is, uh, it's a lot easier than a lot the easier. down to Melbourne. But we said no. Like it, as great as the uh, on on the internet interviews are, there's something missing in in sitting down face to face with someone. Not only that, but I'm, I'll say it while I'm looking at that. Uh, uh, the drive, like the, it's it, it's no matter. So anytime we don't do an interview, it's a, it, it's usually three hour drive. It's an hour and a half to wherever we're going. It's an hour and a half back. That's minimum. And we got to do it again this week, and it was, it was like, it was like just getting back into the, the comfortable old hot seat, stopping at the same service stations. That's right. Eating bad food. Good crack. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, there was a big
0: laughing fit on the way back at one of the servos about yeah. something. I yeah. don't know what, but it's know. also time
1: and Dom understands just how little I'm learning on, <laughs> on this adventure. I, I can come across like I'm. I'm, I'm it's yeah. all seeping in, and then he just looks at me like, "Yeah, you don't take yeah. that much in me." <laughs>
0: Um, I think one one thing that I've I've realized over the course of the last year is that actually that um that I know nothing. Um I am I am a, a babe in arms when it comes to knowing about Irish music. But um today's guest, as we said, is Marcin Staunton and as you'll hear, he's a he's a fabulous player. He's an absolutely fabulous player. Today he's accompanied for some of his tunes by Maggie Carty, the banjo player, and um, yeah yeah that's um that's today's episode, and it's a treat, and you'll hear I think you'll hear that uh it was a great laugh doing this
1: yeah, it really was I think that's um the having a chat online allows you to allows you to get face to face with people that you that just would not ordinarily happen, but there's something there's something in in someone's eye there's a fraction of a second where you can share a moment that becomes something else when you're sitting across. From
0: yeah, plus. yeah, no, and it was, uh, and you'll hear that as well in uh, the slow air, particularly that uh, Martine plays, which if he had been doing that virtually would have missed the whole physical
1: nature of his playing, which we talk about. It. So, anyway, plus they put on some lovely biscuits as well. So, they did, you know, <laughs> perks of the job.
0: Shall <laughs> <laughs> so we get into it? So, let's go. Here is Martine Staunton. <laughs> Sean Staunton, welcome to the Blarney Pilgrims podcast. Thank you. So, thank you so much. So, what was uh, what was that tune first?
2: Um, that was the lobster for the Unglumoch. Uh-huh. Aye. Um, I got that from the playing a Gary Hastings. He taught me that real good while back now, but yeah, it's one of my favorites.
0: So, Gary Hastings is a name that we've heard kind of bouncing around yeah. a few times, right? Um, and yeah. so, who's who Gary Hastings?
2: Um, Gary is an interesting character. He's from uh, from Belfast originally. Um, he grew up in east belfast and uh, he's a protestant minister and he took to he got the irish music bug and uh and started and started speaking irish as well so he's a fluent irish speaker and one of the finest flute players as well he's probably my favorite he was a massive influence on me he was living in westport Um he was working there for a good few years and then he actually built a house just maybe 200 metres up from my house in uh, Tormachaty and uh, so I was very lucky that he kind of taught me I kind of well taught me everything I I knew when I was growing up so
0: really so so how did so he he comes down there and decides he's going to build a house Mm. like how does that what age were you
2: um early teenager I suppose yeah um my dad, like, would, he was playing a good bit of Matt like he'd play, have a session weekly, and uh, my dad used to take me in as well, just to get, because he knew obviously how good he was, so I was just kind of sitting beside him, trying to pick up a few tunes, and I don't know, just how he played, and just like picked up little pointers here and there from him, and then... Uh, they ended up in, having a second house, so they, they built this wooden house. It was up in a couple of days, like, but uh, it was just up the road and it was great. So got to know him very well through that.
0: Right. So um, what is his style like? How would you describe the style of his playing?
2: Um, it's the northern style of music. It's, right. Um, so what's that? Uh, flute players, it's, it's very distinct. It's, it's uh, all about the rhythm. It's kind of hard Ds, hard Gs and um, Harry Bradley would be another player that would be very distinct, kind of Northern Ireland style flute playing. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah, just really powerful, rhythmic music.
0: Mm-hmm. So who was playing for you bef- before that?
2: Like, So where were you hearing music when you were growing up? Um, it's, music's always been there. I suppose my my father plays as well. He plays the bazooki right and since i was actually trying to remember the first um experience of music or when i first encountered uh, it's just always been there i can't pinpoint anton um um but it would be i suppose my dad my aunts my two aunts play as well so Mm -hmm. i suppose they would be my first exposure to to music and uh yeah
0: and and whereabouts is it that you were growing up again so, so just for for anybody yeah. who's not familiar with that kind of geography to so.
2: okay i grew up in tormacady it's mm-hmm. um, it's a gilthuct in uh in mayo it's um between westport and clonbur kind of it's kind of just on the galway border um on the shore it's on shores of lough mask um, so yeah that's that's the area i grew up in mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's, it's kind of a good bit out from everywhere else, but it was a great place to go.
0: And then, so if your aunts and and mm-hmm. your father are playing, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have a style that you would say has elements of a regional style from from around there, or is it is it more
2: broad than that? You know what I mean? Um, I suppose tune wise, my my aunts now she'd have a particular style of playing playing music on the accordion and melodion but. um to be honest, like, there wasn't an awful lot of music being... There wasn't regular sessions or anything like that when I was growing up in the area. So I suppose we kind of went out, you know, we would have travelled a bit to play and learn. Um, I was lucky enough then, people would have moved into the area as well, like Gary, um, Mick Keneally and his family, Bernie Keneally, A few of them moved into the area as well. So um, I suppose because it's a, an Irish-speaking area, there's a couple of singers around, I suppose, be uh, maybe more distinct uh, style of singing maybe the Tormacati dialect of Irish is um, a bit more distinct like than other st- other dialects so
3: what,
1: I'm going to so what, what is that? I don't actually know what that is I um,
2: just like the way the, the pronunciation of words and stuff like that um, so I suppose that style is, there's a couple of singers in the area I suppose that would be more traditional to the area Rather than like, I find it hard to pinpoint a style of music, right. In comparison, right. Yeah. Who,
0: who who were who were the singers you're talking about? Um,
2: there's an uncle of mine, uh, Tommaso Somalia, He'd be the he'd be the main man there. Uh, he's a Shano singer. He's an uncle of mine as well, and uh, he'd be the main man. He's uh, kind of carrying that style. Do you sing? chano singer? Do you sing? Uh, yeah, I do, but uh, yeah. You know we're going to ask you to sing, right? I don't know if I'll sing one out tonight, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Yeah, um, I do. I, I'm trying to trying to learn. I'm trying to work on my Irish as well and kind of pick up these old songs. When last time I was back in Ireland, um, I went and I did just a little interview with him, just trying to get a few songs and stuff.
0: We have a wee bit of the audio of that actually. Yeah,
1: but yeah. yeah. well, if you, if we can convince you to sing. Uh, I'm only asking from a, a selfish point because it's something I'm looking at and, yeah. and trying it myself. And I find that it's just a, uh, it's a really, it's a really different and I find, uh, I don't know, existential thing for me anyway. I, I'm really struggling yeah. with singing. And I, I think you coming from a Celtic region, singing in in the language, maybe it's it's coming in easier to you. But when I sit at home and I, I'm in my, my shed and I'm trying it on my own, I feel pretty, um, Detached from Irish yeah, songs or Irish songs, yeah. Not well it, in English. no mm-hmm. my yeah. Irish is finished when I finished yeah. school, unfortunately, and I didn't do very well in it then. Okay, but um, yeah. So, what w- you're collect? Are you interested more in the collecting, or is it what 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 brings you to it?
2: Yeah, I suppose. I suppose most musicians would be like that as well. That they they like to get something that someone else doesn't have, or as well just to keep it alive. I suppose as well as the most thing. um yeah, I suppose just try. It's just um, it's just lovely chatting to people like that and getting their style of their their songs, their stories, all like that. It's lovely to get it and um, like uh, recording is something that I'm getting interested in. Um, uh, there's a there's a Midwest radio where there's just the local radio station. Um, there's a guy there, Joe Byrne. He uh, he went out and he, he recorded my grandmother there last year. And uh, um, he was just chatting to her, finding out stories about music and uh, just her life story, really. And uh, I don't know what it was, but when I talked to her, when I was chatting to her then about it, after after it was on the radio and everything, she was just like a different person. You know, it just gave her a great lift. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know, it really sparked something in me. And I was just like, you know, I really want to just be able to chat to a few more people, and maybe the, you know, gonna therapy there or something. I don't know. Just
1: there's something about hearing a song from where you're from. Yeah. To that, it delivers history in a different way. I, I don't know. Yeah. I know music is transportative and it, like it has that kind of time machine <clears> effect. <throat> but I find that when I hear a song that's about the area I'm from, you everything changes. Your, your view of what it is and what it was yeah. changes instantly.
2: Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you just have a, yeah, you get that feel for it, the understanding of it. How do
1: you, uh, how do you approach practicing singing?
2: Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of new to it. Um, i just usually just playing music, playing tunes, like, but um, I have been trying to, like, translate Shannon songs. Um, and just, uh, I'm interested in the Irish as well as the tunes to be honest I'm not really too experienced in it yet but so far what I've been doing is just writing them out going through and try, trying to get the story I suppose it's tr- especially trying to get the story behind it And um, I, I'm absolutely I'm loving Sianos music at the moment and kind of going through a buzz of it but uh, especially when you, when you know the story behind the tune and then the emotion that some a real good singer can put onto that song is very special How
0: would you characterise what Sianos is? or
2: somebody who's listening who doesn't know? Um, I suppose the melodies to the tune are very or really slow, drawn out they're very emotional I suppose um, um, I don't know I'm trying to think how to describe it yeah I suppose just the emotion that people can uh, can convey like through, through the tone of their voice or yeah, I don't know, just the old stories. I suppose, I,
0: don't
2: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose they're all stories of a past time, and uh, um, yeah, it just and the singing is a, the tone is um, yeah, it's very distinct, like very ornamental. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's all right.
0: And so I've I've seen a few things with the winding and stuff. So you're yeah. hand- holding. Uh, where the singers holding somebody's hand in there. What's that? Um, oh, what is it? It's um, it's this. So you, the I've singer would be the singer would be kind of holding a hand like this, yeah. and, and sort of they're doing this sort of winding motion with their arm as they're singing, right? Yeah. It's um, it's a. Um, it made me think. I, I don't know if it's in any way related, but it made it made me think of um, fado. You know that Portuguese style of singing that comes from a. A sort of long tradition of very sort of emotional music it's it's a bit it's, it's obviously it's very different but it made me kind of think about the same sort of very old it just feels to me like there's a huge amount of antiquity to it right mm-hmm. um, but that's as far as I that's as far as I go in actually knowing about it but but the winding really fascinates me because that that um, bodily connection to someone as as yeah. you're singing and they're they're making this movement it's just I don't know I just find it completely hypnotic i was just yeah. like um two men two old men doing it you know what i mean it's yeah. just uh it's just kind of blew my mind yeah. you know it's like but you don't see a lot of that in the, no. north. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the reason i asked you about the yeah the reason i asked you about the practicing is we were we were chatting about the differences previously we were chatting about the differences in practicing your instrument and practicing singing and i definitely find there's a there's a big difference psychologically when I sit down to practice singing versus playing an instrument. Yeah. Somehow, it just seems to be accepted that to suck at an instrument and get better is is fine. But there seems to be a belief where, you, when you start singing, you you're going to yeah. just open your mouth and it's going to come out perfect. When that's not the case, yeah, yeah. it takes a lot of work.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah. And I suppose these days,
1: like we're not we're not working the fields as as maybe they were in the olden days when you would it would be more acceptable just to to sing more often maybe i don't know yeah. i wouldn't be accepted if i was in the office and i started <laughs> to do a bit of practice you know what yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, i mean yeah definitely
2: don't know. I'm, it's kind of really a thing either yeah i suppose either have it or you don't maybe that's the but, but no but i do think you definitely anyone can sing a song or i definitely think if you work on it yeah for sure yeah but i know what you mean yeah it's hard to suck when it's your
1: own voice out loud like that, I, I don't know why. I'm I'm fine to suck at banjo. Let's say when we're picking up and I'm learning a new tune and it sucks, and I'll I'll just keep at it. Yeah. And I don't care that I'm annoying other people that I'm that's around me that hears it. But as soon as I sing and it's bad, it all goes. The confidence gone. I, sh- I go It's quiet. very unforgiving. It is very unforgiving. I mean, you just
0: um, there's no like, there's no hiding. Yeah. Right. With singing, you know, there's mm. really no hiding. It's just you're you have to own it or you're kind of fucked yeah. and on <laughs> a company too you've
1: nothing to like you're not yeah. nothing that people are hiding behind the instrument but there's literally nowhere else to then put your energy yeah so anyway I'll give us a song now <laughs> <laughs> Shall we stop for a tune anyway
0: yeah let's have a tune so what, what do you fancy doing
2: um i will chance a couple of jigs um tripping up the stairs um Nancy recorded these and she would have got them from uh, a relation of ours, um, it would have been uh, an older cousin. He had all these tunes written out and she came across this tune, Trip It Up The Stairs, or this version of it anyway. And uh, then I went to Michael Barks, it's a tune that's associated with uh, Inish Baffin Ireland. Great. <laughs>
0: Tripping up the stairs—that's uh, that's a really interesting version of that tune. Right? Yeah. So the the version of that tune that I heard, I I learned from a guy in Scotland who came to our town when I was like eighteen, like this sixteen anyway. And uh, it's um, you, you, you can see the sort of I can see the outline of the version that I know, but yeah. there's um, but everything else is different, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, that's beautiful. That's brilliant. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Um, it's amazing you're not even out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so when you were growing up, right? So I'm, I'm trying to get a get a picture of just um, what it's like in your house with regards to music. So you said the music is just there. What, mm. Who are you hearing apart from your aunts and things? Were, were your aunts coming in and then playing in the house or... Um, and your dad as well was he playing along with records or was he was he out and about or and your uh, mum even did, you, did your mum sing or uh,
2: she doesn't know. My, my mother doesn't play but um, that side of my family there are a couple of them sing and play music alright yeah. but um, on my, in the house no um, to be honest uh, my daddy played bazooki and was big influence on me and kind of definitely pointed me in the right direction of who to be listened to yeah. Um, you know, he, I remember like giving me the Matt Malloy album like and that was, you know, the start of it for for the flute for me. Um and uh but no there wasn't an awful lot of music in the house together. I have my brother play, my brothers play and my sister plays as well, but um it was kind of more of a private thing, I think. Uh, we just kinda of sat in a corner and worked on it myself, listened to music myself. Didn't really all let's all sit around the table and play tunes together. It wasn't really like that,
1: right? right. So, you mentioned your dad gave you the Matt Malloy CD, and that was a start. So, was that literally the start? Did you have a flute before that, or did you go, no, That's what I wanted? Oh, no, yeah.
2: That. So, I was kind of, I suppose, I started off in the tuna whistle, and I don't know, I was doing a bit on it, improving a bit, and I suppose it was time to move on. And uh, I kind of thought I might play the box, and then. I, don't, he gave, I think he gave me a couple of CDs and then he gave me the Matt Malloy CD with that first CD and it just blew my mind so. What's, What CD is, is that? Do you know what it's that called? Black it? was, I think it's Matt Molloy The, right. the Black album Don't and back in a while It's just unbelievable so, yeah. Do you remember what it was that grabbed you? Particularly? It was just the sound of the flute and what he could do with it it was, just, it was just so incredible I don't think anyone's come close to it yet
0: how does his style differ from somebody I, I, I know yeah. that this is kind of very down in the weeds but I'm actually kind of interested in like you know his style compared to somebody like Gary Hastings right yeah. so so how would you how would you distinguish those because because I think I know what you mean by, about the northern style so it's like yeah. it's
2: quite um, punchy really I, punchy really yeah I. Um, uh, so Matt that that's the kind of typical Ross Common Sligo style that you hear right. them all on about. Um, I hear a lot about that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so Clearly, you've listened <laughs> to a couple other episodes <laughs> of this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, uh, there's a couple of them like themselves, Shane Stanzie, there's a couple of great flute players from that area. And uh, it's just very lovely ornamentation, great rhythm. It wouldn't be as hard as Northern. Is it, the fluid? So Is it yeah, more kind of much more fluid? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah
0: but, but, I think about the kind of rolling hills. Right. Yeah. And then I think about the then I think about the hard Ulster. <laughs> but I'm, I'm perhaps carrying a bit of baggage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's
2: just <laughs> marching music. Uh, I, well, I think, about,
0: I think, you know, there's a lot of flutes in East Belfast.
2: Yeah, Right. yeah, that's and,
0: it, definitely. That's, yeah, you know, that's yeah. and that's a whole other kind mm. of musical culture, you know, that's mm. that, that that's kind of going on there and has gone on there for a long yeah,
2: time. I'm and sure that, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. That kind
0: of Marshall style. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so then so you hear this Matt Malloy and you're like, I wanna I wanna really give this a go. So yeah. you turf the tin whistle and you like do you does your dad get you a flute or your mum and dad get you a flute first or yeah.
2: what is that? Um yeah, they brought me down to Canberra, I got a uh, flute off Eugene Lam. Um yeah and it was just kinda more or less taught myself and then I was going I was getting a few lessons on the tin whistle at the time but so I had a few tunes and then I just try and convert it over to the flute and um, and then like I was lucky enough I got a couple of pointers along the way or might have done like a couple of might have done a couple of festivals stuff like that and you know that they kind of those musicians kind of like like Gary Hastings um, you know you meet those guys and they kind of point you in the right, right direction again you know or mm-hmm. things you're doing wrong and just yeah, just kind of all listening and picking up.
1: So, is it much transferable from the whistle? And I ask that because I know he's not going to say it. But when he's not flirting and looking at an accordion, he's looking at a flute, flute as his next uh, endeavor. Well, yeah, yeah, well you have to fingering me.
0: fingering, and I used to play the flute. Like, oh, so. Did you? Oh well, yeah, I played like but a, a sort of like a concert flute. Like so, I used to play Irish stuff on a concert flute. So, I yeah, I learned Very rattly, rattly vowels. Very yeah. rattly yeah. vowels. Lots of kind of.
1: Yeah. You a, it
0: was like... John oh, Madden. Uh, <laughs> ah, hi. Yeah. So th- did, it, did it feel... Um, was it like a hard journey for you? Or did you did you slip into it fairly naturally, I think?
2: Um, I think I took it up pretty quick. Uh-huh. Um, I got to a certain standard pretty quick. Um, till I was like teenager. And then I probably went away from playing it for a while. Just wasn't practicing at all. I think when I was young, like very early teenager before then Um yeah I picked it up really quick and I was just picking up tunes quick and then uh, I, I probably wasn't playing with much people there wasn't too many people my age playing as well so um, yeah I suppose I kind of went away from it a bit and I was just playing other types of music as well. other, other lads in my class were playing, what were you playing? <laughs> rock music like so. I, know, eh? so I was playing a bit of bass and playing in bands and stuff like that because are my teenage so years, what, what else were you listening to uh, everything real grungy stuff. <laughs> Whatever was going, um, yeah. So it's is that what you were playing in the was band? That was, a I mean, was that the grunge? Grungy thing? rocky yeah. music. Yeah, all that. I was kind of getting We've into all, made all that bad bad as well. Decisions, don't you? you don't need to. <laughs> know, uh, you, you look so embarrassed. <laughs> like. uh, but it was just yeah. So. um just that's what the lads are doing, and I just want to name some names. Come on! Now I'm intrigued. You're squirming so much. Who are you, who are you listening to? Oh, well, when I was a teenager, I suppose like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters. They, all those, all those yeah. bands are the big ones for me. Um, Nirvana, and yeah, I, yeah, I kind of went through all that, and uh, so I probably the flute was put aside for a while. Were
1: you a sporty fella Yeah,
2: being a sport as well. Yeah. So um, were you hurling? Gaelic. Gaelic, Gaelic, yeah. yeah. So I didn't so I played the flute every now and again but probably wasn't putting enough into it. And then yeah. And then what happened? Uh well I was always playing a small bit and uh going to the odd session and then uh I got I was working in Matt Malloy's as well. I started working in his pub then. And uh I was always be like those music on every night and that and uh just kind of got back into it again sort of falling in love with it again and
0: uh, yeah um. so it's probably it's interesting that like for probably for um, a good chunk of people who listen to this they'd be surprised to think that when you were growing up that there wasn't a lot of sessions around because certainly people have the impression that you know you go to Ireland you turn every corner and there's a session or there's you know somebody sitting in a hedge playing a (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah But, uh, but that's interesting like there's the a whole um there's a whole kind of other part of Irish culture that's got nothing to do with this right
2: yeah um yeah
0: uh, so um so,
1: like what no Meaning. I don't.
0: I, I I just mean like uh,
1: there's a lot more going on. Like that's being, what I mean. Being a teenager playing football, girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a whole yeah. bit of life that happens when you just kind of like it's I, not all I, just.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, mean, like we're, we're like so. I'm approaching this as a 52 year old guy, right, who used to play it, play, in my twenties, right. That's a that's a a long old time ago, right. Yeah. So I mean, um I guess uh, I if i'm if i'm being honest i have this i have have had this sort of um idea in my head at times that there like when i was that there was music around every corner and
1: it, and just that 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 sort of there's me and drohta thinking like even to start of this podcast thinking uh drohta there wasn't as many sessions around if i had to live down the country so this is what i'm thinking if i had to live down the country sure your man would be in in the bush with his tin whistle i would have been exposed to the music <laughs> and it's all where i live is the issue and it's Aye. it's not you just get interested in
0: and, and actually, you know, like that's um, to me, um, w- like we talk about this music and we kind of try and explore the stories, stories about this music. But, but for me, all of it gets lumped in together in mm-hmm. my in my head mm-hmm. and in my heart. Like the the stuff you attach to is it doesn't matter if it's if it's Nirvana or if it's Seamus Tansy or you know, Barclay James Harvest, <laughs> <laughs> some terrible seventies prog. Rock band that my brothers and sisters used to be into. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: To be working in in, in Matt Malloy's though, what a yeah, like yeah, just just the exposure, just the osmosis oh, okay, to be yeah. around caliber players constantly.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you were,
1: you would have been very aware of where you where you were at the time.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everyone went through the you know playing there at certain set. I was there for a good few years and. There's great concerts on, and we, a great nights there. We had great musicians going through the best musicians. Um, yeah, so that was that
0: was. Can you can you music. remember a night that really epitomizes that for you? Like, I mean, I know you're working, so mm-hmm. you're you're working, and it's probably packed, and you're yeah, that's flying, it, yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah, because I was wor- cause I was working, like, but you were, I was obviously aware of every musician that was coming through, and Jesus, uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint one. One particular night, because um, there is music there every night, and usually you'd have a few points after. God <laughs> <Can't> knows <what's laughs> what it happened, like, but depends who who's around. But although oh, some great nights, I couldn't pinpoint one in particular. Uh. Right.
1: Your playing must have had a marked increase in in because if if you're playing most of the nights and you're playing with the, uh, the caliber of, of people, I too. wouldn't have
2: been. Play- probably wouldn't have been. I was pretty shy like to go into sessions really. Um, so but still you'd be just listening to the people that are going through there you know? you'd always be sticking your ear around the corner and see who's playing and, and definitely just even if you are not playing like you were still you know you were still completely influenced by the people that were going through there yeah so how long did you work there for? Uh, four maybe four or five years yeah, yeah, right. yeah when I was when I was, when I, was in sc- I was still in school like but mm-hmm. that's what I was doing at the weekends yeah mm-hmm. So you have another chin. yeah yeah, um I was just talking about Tom again you know, um I, I'd find it very hard to to speak about it without mentioning um a little boy he uh he passed away there at the beginning of the week. and um, he got in a bit of trouble in the lake and he thrown so I just played this year for him. So this is for uh, Ben Duffy <coughs>
0: from there except that it was really like a very physical thing what you were doing there when you were playing like yeah. I could see like your body moving and and it was it was incredible to watch you know?
2: um, yeah it was I suppose in knew new were coming today um, I said I'd just like to put something together for him so um Anacoon is it's the same team just losing people so um yeah, it's, it's probably a bit off in spots, but I try maybe just in parts trying to emphasise and put a bit of power behind it and maybe put a bit of emotion into it. Yeah, so that's my little piece for him.
0: Thanks, man. Does does playing, typically for you, like if you're having a rough time of it generally, is, is playing for you something that... um uh gives you somewhere to go, do you know what I mean like is it is it like a kind of spiritual place for you kind of um, thing
2: yeah it's it's definitely yeah oh, for sure yeah it's kinda it's definitely um, kind can you give me a bit of a release or kinda kind of take my mind off things and maybe even, especially slow pieces like that maybe you can put a bit you can put a bit into it um yeah yeah it definitely helps me out mm-hmm.
0: that, yeah so um when you were to go back to when you were working in, in Matt Malloy's and then so so talk us through where you go from there because I'm kind of inter- interested to know like you're working there, you're seeing all this music, you start to play a, a bit more regularly again and yeah so on. yeah um
2: yeah, so as was well as then I was coming out to my lead, and I didn't really know what what to do and uh, like I still don't but um, I just, I went I did a course for a year in um, in Spiddle uh, Charlie Lennon was running a course there um, in the recording studio back there so after my leaving, sort of went there for a year and it was great we um, it was it was true Irish as well so I kind of learnt a lot of Irish and there was great singers there so that's definitely where and the, the Chanos um, singing was definitely sparked there. Um, there were some great, unbelievable singers, the Chanos singers, um, in that course. And uh, yeah, I was playing music every day. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's, because ma- probably Molloy's was a big part of that, because I wanted to p- start playing more music and push myself a bit outside of, of that year, and it was great playing music every day and working on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Spittle is where Spittle? I know outside. Uh, 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 oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. Half an hour outside Galway. So, so yeah. what
1: how, how big was this course? Is uh, that a number Numbers of, like, of people Yeah. Are,
2: um ten to, 10 to 15, less than fifteen, maybe ten people?
1: Yeah, well, like, so so
2: what what what's the
1: NYG
2: was that? Yeah, it was uh, the Arkadova it's um Arkadova NYG it's um the, the Irish University of NUIG they run a few courses and uh, that was one of them it was just a diploma in Irish music and Diploma in Irish music yeah. Right. right. Mm. so uh, so what, uh, is, what does that look like a diploma
0: in Irish music when you're actually studying it so what do you, is it just is well, it just it was, playing it was, constantly was, or, or was, are people picking apart yeah. like you play a tune and, and somebody picks it apart in minute detail or what I mean what is it even
2: um, well it was it was a lot of it was um to uh, put on a show so there would have been like you would have been doing light and little bits of sound, you know, kinda of little bits of a lot of things and composing was another one. Um because it was it was Charlie Lennon's course. The course he was a great composer and he was his he was overseeing the course so um we were doing a lot of his music um and they were kind of encouraging us to compose as well. Singing was there was the majority of people were singers as well so um, that was there was a lot of singing involved with it as well was there I mean, an academic was
1: there? side too when I say academic yeah, I mean the, more like yeah there have... was a
2: bit like in history of music and um, there was uh, like a computer side of things and there was a few things but I don't know I was just yeah. interested in playing a few tunes so yeah yeah, yeah. It was yeah. A, a lot of performance it was great like that yeah and, and
0: uh, did you find then that, that coming out of that that, that performing felt um like natural for you? Do you feel like that's a kind of a good
2: fit for you? Um, yeah, I suppose it did. Yeah. We were playing a lot on stage, like in as well over here since moved to Australia, definitely a lot more opportunities to kind of organize or arrange kind of, uh, music and play at festivals and stuff like playing on stage. I suppose, yeah, I did. I never really thought of it, but yeah. I suppose it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having seen you playing. Together a few times. I mean, you you seem to you seem to like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be doing it, right? But. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose I Did,
2: positive. did that
1: uh, <laughs> was a did that help you grow in confidence so you could go back to Matt Moyes and play more? Like, did you start I, playing? more I definitely
2: more? didn't think of it like that. Or, or, or i could back to Matt <laughs> yeah. you know? Until they see me. wouldn't even know me. I could do your lights. <laughs> 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 yeah
1: no but you know was, what I mean like were you, I, were you yeah. starting to grow as a musician where you kind of felt your feet and they kind of shine there's not as much of a barrier
2: yeah I suppose yeah um, I suppose because you were playing every day it was just it was something I wasn't doing so yeah I definitely was learning more tunes and was more comfortable working on working on my trade a bit so yeah I suppose it did, did yeah it was a good course it was great it just it was more of the people that were on the course, it was Paul O'Connor, on. he was a Shannon he's a Shannon singer from Carnel like he's just I like just to be around him and hearing him sing would, would just blow your mind. Like it was brilliant and there's a couple of box player from Inschmore Ushino here on. You know, Steve Sweeney was another one. Um just being with those lads every day and they were Oh, especially they were just top class like and yeah um, yeah just being around them every day definitely you know you had to up your game a bit I suppose yeah and they were definitely like such a good influence on you as well
0: right and so so then do you do you feel like coming out of that that you're you sort of find a, a voice for yourself or a style do you think do you, does, does that just kind of come organically over time if I you're playing so, every yeah. day you're just sort yeah,
2: of, yeah I guess it, it, and who you're with um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to. try to. And I was like, maybe, but I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of it like that. Or, you know, I'll have to have something at the end. It just was. No. It was just going in to be with these people, play with them every day, yeah. and it was just enjoyable. Just getting, I don't know, getting love back into the music. I suppose was right. The yeah, most yeah. thing there. You hear me? Because like it's hard, when you're playing a lot, you're sharp. Yourself, so, you, you know, at least to yourself, you think you sound good or half decent, or it just, you know, it just makes it that much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And and the work is part of just
1: your everyday. Yeah,
2: it's exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not.
0: It's not like you have to cram it in in half an hour or yeah, an hour yeah. or two hours a night. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're a lot at that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So from Spittle, what 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 was your next step from there? Was that <laughs> I went to a quick uh, look. Yeah, I it was like um, we should say Maggie
0: as uh, Maggie Cardy sitting here next to <laughs> yeah. next to you. So I'm listening to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, yeah, what
2: happened next? Uh, <laughs> I ended up I ended up deciding I I might that I didn't really need to go to college. I didn't think I needed to go to college to be a musician, so I might try my hand at something else and. I always enjoyed, really enjoyed working outdoors, and uh, we had forestry at home, and my grandfather was a forester and all this. So I decided I might try my hand at it. So I went, ended up doing a two-year course in cabin. In forestry. In forestry, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I went there for two years, and then I was still working in Malise, but wasn't really playing that much music. I didn't play any music. I didn't. Don't think I played a note up there, and. yeah, So then I was just just getting into the forestry things, working at the weekend in my eyes, still getting my at least listen to a few tunes, and uh, yeah, so that's how I got it. And end up doing what I'm doing now, working as a tree, tree sergeant, arborist, things. of things.
1: So, you could practice this thing while you're up, could yeah,
2: <laughs> I haven't tried it now. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Let I haven't that, that one up. So,
0: I, I don't think I've ever learned so many songs as I did when I was working. I used to work in a factory. Um when well, I was kind of in summer holiday first year at uni and I, I learned virtually every song off the Carpenter's Greatest Hits. I'm learning so much
1: about you tonight. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's amazing it was piecework. It was not it was not a lot of fun. So you really needed something when you're doing a twelve hour shift, you really need something to keep you going. And you know. Carpenters was just the thing. <laughs> um so
2: um would you like to give us another tune? Yeah, sure. Um Let's see what I have. Uh, I'll do a couple of polkas. Right. I'll do those, and a couple of mechanical polkas.
1: So we just mentioned that maggie's been sitting here for the whole time so how did you guys meet um
2: met, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the first time i think we properly met was in french park in mascommon i actually went to see her my, her dad's her dad's um, band at the time the, the good mixer they were launching a CD. So I went to go see them. Mm-hmm. My dad was a huge fan of uh, their music. He's always on to me about Marcus Hernan and John Carthy and Nolan Grady and, and uh, Henry Vena. And when he was working in London, he used to race to go see them, all this kind of stuff. So uh, the two of us, went, so I was living in Boyle at the time as well. Um, so the old came up and we went down to Frenchmark had a few points. And, uh, Maggie like came up talking to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I suppose, um, yeah, that's the been the first time. I suppose we properly had a chat. Yeah. I think we met before then, but not really. Proper chat. So, that was the start of it, I think. Oh, yeah. Great image of your dad. Like, what are you doing?
1: Stop. Just pull your head in. Don't ruin this for me. Don't think too
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: No, so I didn't really think much about watching the first time I met. Mean, I don't know you. I, I knew you played music, but I didn't really know what instrument. So I was like, "Oh, do you have the yoke with you?" That's always a good term if you don't know what um, instrument somebody plays. Do you have the weapon with you? <laughs> like, oh, jeez it's in the car or something like that. Could have been anything that you played <laughs> oh, yeah. So it then could have
1: been actually a weapon. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. Could <Good>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> So then, from there, where like, how did it then progress?
4: Um.
2: Could you read the, your text time, If you could get your phone out um, <laughs> So around that time uh, I was actually just Going over to Boston for um, A friend of mine Was working in a pub over there In so, where, Sherry? In Boston Okay So um, I decided i go over for, for three months to And just Get away for a bit And uh, I told Me and Maggie were seeing each other for a while And I said Geez, you should come out You know And there's great music over there as well So she knew more people over there than I did, so she came out for a week, and uh, so we just kept it going from then, and uh, when we were in Ireland, then for a while, and we just, just Maggie got the opportunity to come out to Sydney, and um, with the INA, the Irish Gaelic, the Gaelic club in Sydney, so said, no, we'll "Give it a go."
0: Right. So when you guys play together, how does that? Um... I mean, how does that work, right? So, how do you negotiate that?
2: Um, right. It's usually it seems to go like this: that we apply for a festival, and then the night before, what we, we, th- we apply. <laughs> <Yeah>. Maggie applies. <laughs> I don't think Martin's
1: ever applied for a festival.
2: Okay, well, Maggie <laughs> applies, and uh, then the last week we try and cram a load of. Ah, come together. on! Give us a bit of credit. I know. Don't, don't. That's well. It's, too it's good when there's a bit of pressure on. Like we, yeah. we, we usually. Can,
1: <laughs> But would, mm-hmm. you, would you come up with the set list together, or would no, is, would in one no?
2: I'm fair, especially lately. It's more Maggie's kind of doing more, uh, pushing kind of more songs and in more songs, uh, kind of making it more. I suppose her band, I suppose. Um, so lately, we've just have kind of push, kind of trying to work on the songs and stuff like that a bit more. So, um, in fairness, right now she she calls the shot through. <laughs> is
1: it is it quite different playing with this with a singer?
2: Um. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Um. Well, you we we do a few songs together. I suppose usually, if um, if we're especially when it's just the two of us, we'll probably do a duet like a most song. So I don't really do the flute too much with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. If it's if it works on that if it works like keys and all that yeah it's fine but um, usually we kind of use the two voices if we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and when it comes to tunes, um, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of interested about um, you know what it is that hooks you with a tune, right? So for mm-hmm. you, what do you know at the minute? What what kind of tunes you're finding yourself more into yeah. than maybe you are a couple of years ago or do you know what I mean like yeah. people seem to go through these periods where they're like oh I'm mad for the I'm mad for the slides at the then I've just been you know do you know what I mean like yeah. can, do um, you have that sort of
2: yeah I I really like um, older style tunes the older style tunes um, but the sim, really simple tunes lots of rhythm in them um, maybe not as naughty or right, right, those, right those kind of ones and that I think that comes from playing with Gary and learning off Gary he was kind of it's all you know. Hit the hard, you hit the D's and G's, make get that bang off the flute, and uh, that's what's And it's a bit easier as well. <laughs> and there's
0: a that that idea of hitting the, the D's and the G's just for for people who don't play the flute. The the the, the G is the top three fingers on, and the yeah. the, the D is all six on. So you yeah. kind of it's quite a natural yeah. You can sort
2: of punctuation. Right? Yeah, you can get a bit of a bark off it. Aye. Yeah. Aye. So find yeah. to aim for those kind of tunes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sort of anchors, those those notes can sort of anchor things. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. 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 Um, So um, when you come to Australia, right, Mm -hmm. how does that, um, uh, how is it different being here as a flute player than being in Ireland? And I mean like even just in terms of the music that you have around you, right? So we're in Melbourne now, you moved, you were in Sydney for a year maybe, is Mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Hi. And then you moved to Melbourne. So, like, how would you describe being here as a flute player and playing Irish music in Melbourne? Um. This, uh,
2: well, there's not as many for you, like. Yeah. The, well, I couldn't. When I came here, I probably didn't expect the standard to be as high as it is, especially in Melbourne. Um, it's absolutely it's great music here. Great players. Um. So. The, and they nearly have a style of it. you can nearly you know <laughs> they're on about counties having styles you can nearly have this fairly distinct like their, their choice of the tune the choice of tunes that everyone has around here and all that it's very they kind of have their own little style they have what, their own what is style. that
0: that's really fascinating
2: what yeah, is that yeah so I, I I suppose some players were a big influence a lot of them spent time in Clare and Ennis and I suppose when they went back they came back here again then with those tunes and that style of playing and definitely you can, I think it rings over here mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, so coming down to Melbourne, especially, it's just, it's just great playing here. I, you know, I suppose that was the biggest surprise. Not that I, I knew there was going to be players here, but just there's so many good players here. Um, I suppose that was, so it's I don't know, it's just the same. Yeah. There's no difference, really. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: do, do you like it as a city, Melbourne? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love Melbourne, now.
0: yeah. Yeah. What, what do you like
2: about it? Why, why do you love it? Um... I suppose we are in Sydney, it was our first year as well, I suppose, um, Sydney was a bit crazy, it was just all new, you have all that thing about being home, you're homesick, uh, ten different moves, you know, trying to, at least we got down here now, we've a bit more experience of being in Australia, a bit more settled down, um, I think uh, Melbourne is definitely a little bit more chilled out, it's easier to get around, I suppose that's the most thing I like about it, cool, cool and yeah.
0: So, do you, do you reckon you're, you're gonna hang around for a while or? I'll
2: see, how we go. Yeah, um. <laughs>
0: no, spores. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> um, I think the, we'll the, stick it
1: out for I mean, a little bit. Hang
0: around for another one,
2: yeah. Hi. That's us
1: on the boat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice, I was looking at that earlier and I
0: thought. It's I a vintage should ask.
1: poster that says
0: Australia calls you <laughs> with, uh, with a pair of. Uh, Kind of nineteen thirties couple is that nineteen
3: yeah.
1: thirties? Yeah. Is yeah. that banjo
0: in that little bag? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, listen, it's been so brilliant absolutely. to have a chance to chat to you. Do you want? To? No, I was saying absolutely. It's it. been so great. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this and letting us come into your kitchen and take over with our gear. And thank you for sharing the tunes with us. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah thank you yeah. so much. Will
2: you do? Would you do one more before we go? Yeah. So I'll play. I play a couple of reels, um, right? Just these are another two. Um, I got off Gary as well. Um, and I, I played this. Is, I forget to mention this is a, a Michael Grinter flute. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him over here. I just missed him, but uh, yeah. So this is another one of his. So.
0: Right. here This is maybe the fourth Michael Grinter flute yeah, uh, that yeah. we've had on the. Yeah. This um. It's amazing the influence that he's had.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, like oh. all, all the top players, you know, there's one or two really good makers, and all the top players that have one of his or the other guys. So yeah, he mm-hmm. did. He definitely left his mark. Yeah. So yeah, what
0: what are these again? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Long slender Sally and the guy and the Beta's father, I think, or the, the other, one way around or the other way around. That one. Okay. <clears throat>
0: Gene Staunton.
1: Brilliant player, right? No.
0: Absolutely a brilliant player. And like we were saying at the start, great to be back in the same room. I think right up close sit, to the player sitting
1: there with something else. People like that as well. They just go crack. They
4: right.
0: are. It was great. It was great. So ho- hopefully that comes across. We had a great laugh. So thanks again, Maggie and Martine, yeah, for thank the, you. For the tea and the biscuits. Now one of the things that Martin talks about there, he talks about a, a singer called Tomás O'Malley And when I first started talking to Martin, it was about a year ago at the Celtic Festival, and he was asking me if I had any advice about handheld recorders, because he was going back to Ireland for a couple of weeks during the summer, and he wanted to do some recording. And the person he wanted to record was this man, Tomás O'Malley, who you heard him mention in the interview. So here's Tomás. How is it now? See, they better
4: do this, I'll call you. Just give it a go, yeah. Oh, deep breathing, you should do it, you know, before. Oh, yeah. Singing the record. One mm-hmm. morning in June, I got to make all this <laughs> pastoral. Hasulam Kalim, Proyatsegni. She was so handsome. Go hitch me and go all day. Stock she an arin, she cat lor I asked her her name, Nagajahun roi vanagh, fasten the notch home of royal My heart it will break if you don't come along with me. Slan the span of the voodoo and the gallant of the sea, me, or me, my heel. But I been so weary, the bay should but clap at Which made my own parents and me disagree. I'm answered. I'll tell you a story, a bachelor degree. That I'm a young man who's doubly in love with you. And surely my heart is from roguery free. She didn't even let She said, <laughs> I go on, your bold row. Sure you're wanting to flatter me. But it's in its love, now I am made Sure I have neither wheat, potatoes nor anything off you and fleet lappen the to me the man said all I can no may tell, which is less white and I can English cotton No, National should so powder your face love and come away along with me flan I guess until the there's a nail house nearby, I can spend If you are satisfied of Ra'el and early next morning we'll send for the clergyman, pay my and will send one until I and the water is untaddyed, then we will take the road home with great speed, when the rightman is paid, who cares for the landlady, from Nagasbarno, Labudon, to a wonderful song. Oh, right? it's
2: lovely, yeah. Jesus great. Cheers. <laughs> Fair play.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, it's it's funny how Mochin is a is a very shy fella, as he mentioned himself during the interview. And it's I am really happy that we actually got to sit down and, and have an interview like this. And it's one, it's something I mentioned to him when it was finished, and I think he probably gets because he's interested in in archiving himself and, and chatting with these players. Uh, just getting to archive someone it's not just an end of life or an older thing either. I think like sitting down with watching now and getting a stamp of who he is as a character and as a player right now. Yeah. Well, it's going to be lovely in years to come that there's something there to go back and listen to.
0: And if, for me, as somebody who's recorded quite a few people over the years, I find myself when I listen to those interviews going right back to the room where we were and not just in this series but in other things like interviews i've done over the years i can picture where i was i can picture oh that's right i went on this trip to dublin and i recorded this woman sitting in the phoenix park on a rainy day or whatever you know like um so for me it's almost like this little memory palace yeah. as well you know each one of them is this sort of um
1: that's the name of your new podcast so
0: it's already exists memory palace if you've never actually listened to the podcast called the memory palace um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's by a guy called Nate DeMeo. He's American, and it's just single, uh, single voice narrated history stories, and they're maybe anywhere from nine till twenty minutes long. Very simple, beautifully written, brilliantly delivered, great stories. Yeah, awesome. not to be okay. missed. Memory Palace. So anyway,
1: okay. yeah, we- look to round out the show it seems to be the way we're doing it these days. Thank you to the Patreons that may have gone across uh, this week. I'm, we're recording this a little bit earlier, so I don't know who's gone across. All right.
0: Oh, there's been a, there's been a flood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a anyway, look. Essentially, the most important bit is if you're in a position where you might be able to become a patron this week, please do. It's really simple to do. The way the reason we set it up through Patreon is it's just it's a nice way for us to be able to see and plan and you know if if someone throws us a, a little donation brilliant but with patreon we can kind of go right well we know that x amount is going to come in this week we can now what, drive to melbourne twice <laughs> It's essentially comes down to that's how it works so if you can brilliant you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash banani we we'll are called the balarney programs patreon.com forward slash balarney programs um if you can't totally cool we always say it. we always knew it was going to be a really small small percentage one or two percent of our listeners will chip in and thanks to those one or two people for paying for it. everyone else that's the way it's working so yes you so you enjoy the podcast and you want to help us but you can't do it financially there's plenty of other ways of doing it make sure you hit subscribe share it hit it yeah. give, give us give us a review whatever whatever just share it around more listeners the better, the longer we can stay doing this.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we're really dependent on you to help us keep going. So thanks again, patreon.com forward slash Blarney Pilgrims. With that, thank you to Martine Staunton and we'll see you next week. Catch you
1: then, good luck.
3: Hi, my name is Rosa. Please become a subscriber to the podcast. Thank you.